0: First time, long time, 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 first time, long time,
1: Hey there, sports fans! I'm Tommy Fitzgerald. He's Richie Barone. Richie, coming to us live from Manhattan. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm not bad. I'm hanging out here. You know, I'm a little worried a little scared uh, I'm not a big city guy. I like to go to the You know as you know, I like to stay out east on the island or I go to the Dominican Republic and those are my two spots but uh, you know the wife got tickets to see uh, To see the Lion King so uh, you know I had to take a day off work That's gonna hurt the old wallet, but you know I gotta do what you gotta do here. I am uh, I'd rather be sitting a city field seeing the real Lion King, Ioannis, but such is life.
1: I hear you 100%, kid. You gotta give back sometimes. When you're dealing with the wife, you got one for you, one for them. You know, next time you get to go to the game and uh, have about forty 40 million lights. So
0: Yeah, I plan on uh, reciprocating this uh, event by blacking out next time at the Met game. And uh, maybe, you know, I'll call an Uber and get one of them to take me home. Or, uh, you know, Whatever. Trust me, it's going to come back. Everything's always coming up, Richie Barone, at the end of the day. So I'll deal with the Lion King for today.
1: (laughs) I love it, kid. And so, of course, it's Wednesday, September 14th, and I'd be remiss not to mention our boy T.J. Rivera being the savior last night. We're about two hours outside of game time today between the Metropolitans and the Nationals, a 4 o'clock game, and we've got our boy Gesellman on the mound against Tanner Roark and the Mets have faced Roark three times this season and Roark is 0-2 against the Mets. He's played them pretty tough 1.88 earned run average but the Mets beat him back in May. A 2-0 win behind the kid Stephen Matz and then back on September 5th a 3-1 loss to Robert Gesellman so the Mets back out again get another shot at Tanner Roach.
0: <laughs> yeah, Robert or, PT or as I like to call him uh... Permanently stoned, Jason Degrom. He's my boy. I mean, you know, he goes out there, he battles, he throws that sinker, he pitches to contact, which uh, you know scares a lot of people since we've had nothing but strikeout pitches like Thor and Harvey and uh, Degrom for the last couple of years. But this guy, uh, Mr. California Cool, as my boy Francesa says, and uh, cool under the pressure. I know Roark is a pretty good pitcher for those those disgusting. Uh, pajama-wearing Senators down there in Washington, D.C. Uh, you know, but I, I feel pretty confident that we're going to be able to take this one today. Big comeback win last night. All we need now is for the Cubs to do their damn job and uh, get it done against the, the Cardinals. I think they're playing as we speak. So hopefully when we're done here, I'll be able to uh, load up my, uh, my Yahoo Sports app and get some good news. Yeah, and I tell
1: you what, kid. The biggest surprise about today's today's game, as we've seen Terry many a time, a guy hits, he sits him down. TJ Rivera in the lineup today, batting sixth.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised TJ Rivera wasn't, uh, you know, forced to be selling popcorn today or uh, shining everyone's bats up for them. That's a very very anti-Terry move by Terry. Uh, you know, to to put TJ back in the lineup the day after. I mean, granted, he is batting him, I think, six or seven. Um, you know, but that said, he is playing today, and uh, enjoy it while it lasts, Met fans. Because once once TC wakes up, Rivera is going to be uh, slinging nachos. <laughs> Indeed, and so with this game today,
1: the Mets get a win. It'll be a, a happy uh, flight home as they have tomorrow off. So hopefully, they get a win. The boys get to go out and have a couple of libations tonight, and then on Friday, the Minnesota Twins come to town. Bartolo Colon against Jose Berrios and with the Twins coming to town, that means one thing, don't pitch to this Brian Doja guy. Doja up to 40 dingers on the uh, one of the better second halves in recent memory. Maybe make this guy pee in a cup, am I right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd, uh, I'd get him checked out for sure. I don't want to make any uh, allegations or stipulations against the guy, but I think that uh, it's safe to say that no one should be hitting that many home runs over the course of a month. Uh, also, his last name reminds me of that guy, Hoja who sang that annoying Take Me to Church song. I was hearing that on BLI probably, I don't know, six times an hour, uh, a summer or two ago. So, you know, overall, not feeling Doja. Not feeling the Twins. Also, uh, Berrios, If you look at his name real, real quick, it looks like uh, like Cheerios. Uh, maybe that's because of my dyslexia or the fact that I read on a third grade level. But I saw that. Uh, did a little word association. Don't like Cheerios. So all in all, I'm uh, I'm pretty salty about this Twins series. But I think we're gonna we're gonna kick some tail.
1: Yeah, and while uh, our boy Ket Rebecca is not walking through that door, in addition to Doja, uber-prospect Byron Buxton finally starting to hit at the Major League level after three years. So, again, this team is a cool 54-91, and but there are at least a couple of guys that you have to pitch carefully to for the Minnesota Twins. And hopefully getting a win on Friday behind Big Bart, and then we head to Saturday. Our boy, Seth Lugo against Irvin Santana. That's Irvin, not Johan, and... For shits and giggles, we're going to take a look back at the trade that brought Johan Santana to the Mets. January 29, 2008, Mets acquired Santana for Carlos Gomez, Philip Humber, Dolis Guerra, and Kevin Mulvey. So, yeah, just Minnesota, a little reminder. We fleeced you about eight years ago today.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Mets, uh, they definitely have a whole lot of real estate inside the uh, the brains of the Minnesota G, uh, Minnesota Twins GM. That's for damn sure, because you're not getting... I mean, that trade was ridiculous. I almost spit uh, an entire four loco onto my computer screen when I saw that one come across a few years ago. Obviously, you know, Santana, not really in the game anymore, rest in peace. But uh, I think this Irving Santana guy, I don't know, it sounds like the name of like a like a Latin American accountant or something. I, he doesn't even sound like a pitcher. But, uh, you know, I'm always confident in my boy Seth Lugo. He's gone out there day after day, pitched us some uh, some tremendous ball. Um, you know, on my depth chart of Mets that I really care for, as uh, you know, a friend or slightly more than a friend, Lugo is working his way up there. He's just past Harvey, and he's gaining some steam on uh, my boy Stephen Metz. So I'm I'm pretty confident about this series uh, so far. It looks like two and zero.
1: Yeah, and they got a pretty good jump with this one because a lot of the Mets have hit Santana pretty well previously. In 18 at-bats, our boy James Loney's got seven hits. And in only 14 at-bats, Ioannis Cespedes has three homers and seven RBIs. So they faced this guy previously. Hopefully they got a pretty good beat on him on Saturday. And then finally, we head to Sunday. Currently, Rafael Montero against Kyle Gibson. And I tell you, Richie, I've talked about the Sunday games quite a bit. And prior to the last two weekends, the Mets had only scored more than four runs on a Sunday once this year. That was against the Cubs back on July 3rd. They exploded for 14 runs. However, they scored five against the Nets two weeks ago, ten against the Braves this past Sunday. All of a sudden, the New York Metropolitans easy like Sunday morning.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, the Montero start worries me a little bit because uh, if the Mets, if the Mets can't score at least uh, between 14 and 67 runs for him, it's probably going to be a loss. I mean, uh, you know, I wanted to like the guy, but you know, he's he's moving in the wrong direction. It's like you know, it's like if if I was in the union and then I got kicked out of the union. Uh, on my way up to becoming, you know, when I was supposed to be becoming a manager. You know, it it doesn't make any sense. This guy was on his way up. He was supposed to be a big leaguer. He went back to AAA, and then he was so bad in AAA that they sent him to AA, which is in upstate New York, which, by my estimation, is pretty much like like going to Canada because who lives in upstate New York? Uh, You know, so he's had a pretty bad season, and uh, Terry was... uh, Verbally beaten for keeping him in last game as he should have been since he gave up a home run to friggin Matt Latos. But uh, you know, hopefully we can we can take uh, Bob Gibson's grandson to town here and uh, just smack him all around the yard. That's that's the ideal scenario I'm thinking of. It's going to be a high scoring game though. I'm I'm predicting the final for this one is uh, 14-12 Mets.
1: Wow! Listen to that, Vegas. We got it. We got it here first. We got it here first. On Sunday, high scoring, and that'll do it for the upcoming schedule for the week. And as always, we'll jump in to our boss sponsor of the week. And I tell you, Richie, this we're going to an old school one. We're going to Georgie's in North Babylon, a dive bar. There ever was one. You can still go to Georgie's and get the dollar drafts. They have the old bumper pool table. All these fancy people playing billiards, you're not playing bumper pool. thats That's a challenge. You can play dots. You can still rip sigs inside if that's your vice. Really brings you back to the 80s. They play quite a bit of Quiet Riot. You can get a little Motley Crew. It's really like a place where you go if you were uh, smoking in the boys' room back in the 1980s.
0: Yeah, you know, it's a, that's a great spot. I've, I've uh, love Georgies for years. Uh, you know, shout-out to all the Babylons, North Babylon, regular Babylon. Uh, don't know if there's a South Babylon, but if there is, shout-out to that one, too. And uh, you know, it's it's just one of those places. It, I smoked my first cigarette inside that place. Uh, I lost my uh, my tongue kiss virginity in that place. Uh, you know, they, they're not really strict with IDs. I shouldn't be saying that here, but it's kind of one of those you know, uh, 16 to get in, 18 to drink spots. So uh, you know, great times over at Georgie's. Um, you know, they the TVs they're not tremendous. They're like they're like tube style TVs. But you know it's it's not for uh, the fancy white collar folk okay it's for blue collar guys like you and me who want to watch the uh the mets by any means necessary we're not going to put it in our fancy cell phones and stream it like with some like uh america online expert uh you know we're going to get out there and just just watch the game rip a few sigs and uh you know see what happens see if things get spicy so shout out to georgies in north babylon I will be there this weekend if anyone wants to come by and uh, pick me up off the floor. 100%
1: kid, quite the pitch that is again Georgie's out there in North Bab as we head to our storyline segment and currently after last night's game, the Mets are a half game up on the wild card and the Cardinals have a major road trip coming up. They've got four in San Francisco, three in Colorado, and four in Chicago. So hoping this road trip buries those dirty birds and the Mets can slide into that wild card one game playoff.
0: Yeah, I mean we need to start getting these uh these stupid cardinals and that that old washed up catcher turned manager Mike Matheny. I want to see tears rolling down his stupid cheeks by the end of this weekend. Uh you know, we got to get ahead of these guys. You know, uh, hell, let's let's catch those those uh, San Franciscans with the with the little garlic fries and the little river that that home runs always splash into, bunch of bunch of cute little stuff out there. But but no baseball team with heart like the Mets. Um, also, I mean, I was looking at it. I don't really understand how the Mets can only be half a game above the Cardinals. I'm pretty sure it's got to be a full game, because how do you how do you play half a game in baseball? Uh, you know, so kind of an error there on MLB.com. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a mathematician or anything, but pretty sure it's impossible to be a half game ahead of somebody when you don't play half games ever. It's uh, it's full games or nothing in baseball. Um, so, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the Mets are one game up, but I'd like to see more. A
1: hundred percent, kid. Uh, we're not math majors here. We're
0: not. No, I mean, you know, so, I, you know, Hit me up if you think I'm wrong, or hit Gene up at uh, MetsFTLT on Twitter. But if you have an explanation for this, you let me know. But I'm pretty sure MLB.com really botched this one.
1: I hear you 100%, kid. And storyline number two, a personal favorite of mine, maybe my favorite story of the season, Noah Sending God coming out against the Wave. And Noah went on record at the end of August saying that he hates the Wave. He doubled down on the Twitter this past weekend, and Richie, let me tell you, I already like this Noah guy, but gosh darn it, I'm just about to sign over the deed to my house for the act of public service. I've been waiting so long for someone to use a platform and tell people that the wave is the worst. We don't see politicians in our country using the platform the right for the right things, but we see it from Noah God The wave is the worst. It has always been the worst will always be the worst thank the good man upstairs that noah sending god is making a change for good in this country
0: yeah you know frankly uh you know they call sending god thaw and he makes all these jokes about being able to shoot lightning and all this uh all this mythical stuff i wish he really could shoot lightning out of his fingers so he could actually kill everybody who uh who does the wave at city field i mean it's it's a disgusting habit uh you know much like uh dipping or smoking as some people say i disagree but you know it's just public opinion uh you know but it's one of those things i've never been a big fan i'm trying to watch a ball game here if, it, if the game gets out of hand i want to either sit there and enjoy myself because the mets are uh, kicking some tail or i want to sit there and say nothing in morning i don't want to eat a helmet cup of ice cream i don't want to do a wave i don't want to do any of that stuff all right you sit there and you watch the game whether they're winning or losing, you do what you got to do. If anything, drink more uh, and and sit in sit in silence or celebrate. But you know, let's let's not. Uh, I mean, it's like watching a slinky go down the stairs. Like big whoop, yeah. You all got up in in uh, in some sort of formation that made it look like a, a wave was flying through the stadium. Wonderful job, you know. Like I mean, it's uh, it's some real simpleton stuff. And uh, this is coming from a guy who, you know, full disclosure got a G.D. after dropping out of high school in ninth grade. So I'm not uh, I'm not an Albert Einstein, but I'm not impressed by this uh, childish garbage.
1: <laughs> you said it perfectly, kid, and storyline number three, something that's been all over Mets, Twitter and I'm sure there's going to come more, become more of this story as the season goes on, maybe in the offseason, uh, once this guy doesn't get a job, another job, because I don't think he is, uh, Wally Backman getting the boot. From the triple-a manager what happened here richie
0: i mean i think you and me can agree that wally was the guy for the Mets job right he should be the manager right now
1: i don't know he's a little bit of a hot ass i like that for the most for most times but uh you know i and i'm all for being a rebel but you can't you can't spit in management's face you know what i mean
0: I mean, I'm gonna have to disagree here. I mean, I, I, I appreciate you towing the party line, but uh, at the same at the same time here, this is a guy. You know what he would have done the other day when Rafael Montero gave up uh, a home run to Matt Latos? Uh, he would have t- he would have taken him by the ear off the mound. He would have dragged him to the dugout, and uh, you know he, he would have taken all the street clothes, thrown him in the shower, and turned the water on cold. You got to teach people a lesson. You got to keep people in line. This is a guy, you know, he'd show a little pep in his step, a little fire. Uh, you know, he'd get he'd get in an umpire's face, make him wonder whether or not they were going to get hit or have a handful of bats thrown at him. You know, some people call it a loose cannon. I call it a guy who uh, knows how to how tow the line, how to draw his line in the sand, uh, plant his flag in the ground, all that kind of, all that kind of, uh, those kind of cool sayings. So, to me, losing Wally Backman huge blow for the new york mets i mean we could have we could we could win uh despite terry collins best efforts for the next couple of years but it would have been better if we had wally up here to fire up the fans and remind them of uh the glory days just an opinion
1: Well, i tell you kid if you're at the job site and you walk up to the foreman and the guy says i need you to lay sheetrock and you say i'm not doing it today that's kind of the equivalent of of uh, Wally down there not playing our boy Conforto against lefties, like that's why we sent him down to get at bats against lefties. And you know Wally Backman, uh, he's too cool for school.
0: I'm torn because, like, you know, I-, I agree that you can't be uh, you can't be spitting in the face of the foreman like that. But at the same time, he reminds me of like a uh, like a five foot two mustachioed version of uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, he just goes up there, he gives his boss the finger, he does whatever he wants. Uh, You know, it's Wally's World. And uh, that's another missed opportunity because Wally's World t-shirts would have sold like hotcakes all over that seven line or uh, on the Boston Sports site.
1: (laughs) I love it, kid. I love it. Wally Backman not only missing a, a manager but a potential marketing opportunity for the Metropolitans there as Richie has alluded to. And finally, as we do every week, we like to bring it on home with the storylines. The Mark Carrig tweet of the week from last night. Mark tweeted, was wondering if Dusty would flip a toothpick and hunt a Wendell said's face like Razor Ramon. Talk about a great reference. Brings me back to the 90s. Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, WrestleMania 10, ladder match. Mark Carrig, you are preaching to the choir, my man.
0: Yeah, Mark Corriga, uh, you know, shout out to Mark. Uh, I sent him uh, an email a few days ago. I don't know if I came on too strong. I sent him some some pictures of me back from the 80s flexing. Had uh, had Gene scan those into the computer. Uh, I figured, you know, I figured he'd like that and, and want to come on the show. So far, no response, but just an unbelievable uh, reference. Like you said, Ray Ramon was the first Cuban that I liked before uh, Ioannis, obviously, and Rayo Odonez. So, uh, brought me back to to uh, simpler times, if you will. But Mark Corrig, the the invitation—it's an open one. Please, for the love of God, at least you know have the have the decency to uh, to to get back to us and tell us yes or no.
1: Hey, let's not come on too strong. You got to give the guy time. You know, he's a uh, he's a busy guy.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm a little fired up this week. All the uh, all these players not standing for the national anthem and stuff. It's it's gotten me a little crazy, so excuse me if I'm, I'm a little uh, edgy today.
1: It's all, right. it's all right, kid. I hear you. You're going to see the Lion King. You know, I, I get it. I get it on your part, for sure. And finally, our last segment, as always, shout-outs for the day. And, and we mentioned it before, but shout-out to TJ Rivera. That home run last night was electric. Gary's call was electric. I may or may not have went from 6 to midnight. Shout
0: out to you, T.J. Rivera That's right, and uh, shout out to Terry for once Uh, You know, when we can shout out Terry, we're going to do it Pulling all the right strings last night, having T.J. in that lineup Terry's taking a beating on our show, and for for good reason Uh, But, you know, Gary and Keith were perplexed at first why T.J. was in the lineup But uh, Terry played his gut, and for once, it worked So Terry, you know Take a, take a picture of last night and put it in a frame. You are, for one night, a winner, my friend.
1: And shout-out, as always, to Joannis Cespedes, yo being yo. Uh, just having you in my life, having a Mets player as good as you are is just, like, a rare thing. It's great. Every day I wake up and I say, well, we got Ioannis Cespedes, we might win today. And I haven't had the opportunity to say that for a long time. So shout-out to you, yo.
0: Yeah, with Yoenis, it's like Bartolo. You know how he makes me feel like a heavy guy can do anything, but Yoenis uh, makes me feel like uh, not so bad for chain smoking. So you know, I mean, these these Mets, they're just uh, they're the common man. They they're not in shape. They chain they're ripping cigs, but here we are winning ball games, and uh, you know I think that's uh, that's a good life comparison. If you can if you can, you know, not everyone's a model. But uh, you can get it done. So shout-out to Yo. I will second that shout-out. And then let's finish it up with a shout-out to JB, our boy, Jerry Blevins, for showing the courage to throw a 3-2 breaking ball to that bum Dan Murphy, striking him out, ending the game. Uh, unbelievable pitch there. And, uh, you know, you've, you've got the kind of courage that these, these jerks who won't stand for the anthem don't have. You know, you're, you're the guy... That kids can look up to, because uh, that's a that's a ballsy move, my friend. Three two breaking ball to uh, Mister Dan Murphy.
1: Yeah, I tell you, our guy I guy Keith loved it. He loved it, man. He was uh, not liking the idea of the fastball, but again, you take some big a big pair of cojones to go three two breaking ball with Bryce Hopper looming on deck. So, shout out to you, Jerry Blevins, and uh, there we go. There we go. That's our show, uh, Richie. Uh, t-
0: Tell, tell what you heard from your friend Gene about us the social. Yeah, I mean, it's the same as every week. Where you guys got to get on the action and uh, hit us up. Mets First Time Long Time on the Facebook, the at F T L T on the Twitter, and our Gmail is firsttimelongtimepod at gmail.com. And I will remind you uh, on the email front, if you don't have anything nice to say, you know, don't say anything, or prepare to get a verbal tongue lashing, uh, you know the size of the Grand Canyon when you come for uh, when you come for the kids Richie Barone and Tommy Fitzgerald. All right, and that's all we got for you. We'll see you guys on Friday. Have a good one. Let's go Mets.
1: Yeah, hey fellas, this is Chris from New Hyde Park. First time, long time.
0: Hi, this is Bob from Greenpoint. First time, long time here. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Audi Bevilaqua from Hapog. First time, long time.